Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning. I also want to thank my loyal listeners for joining in on the show and listening to the show. I really appreciate you guys. And not only do I appreciate you guys, I appreciate the fact that you guys are keeping me balanced when it comes to these topics, but I also want to make sure that I utilize my time management skills appropriately. So I may need to do a show about time management skills because I am still posting information as usual, waiting to the last minute, because what I do is I take time out of my day from seeing clients to make sure that I am being obedient and talking about things that individuals may want to hear, they may not know they need to hear it, and just put the information out there. Hey, Karma, I see you on Facebook. You know you can call in and join in on the show, even though I haven't seen you in years. But you can still give me a call. So, like I said, I want to thank you guys. Now, today is a topic that kind of piggyback off of yesterday's topic. Even though I talk about, I bring up so much stuff, today's topic is entitled, Keep the faith. Now, I'm still waiting on this stuff to kind of download on this phone, as you guys can see from when I did the little video thing, so I haven't even put it out there. But when we start talking about keep the faith, as I was putting this information together, the first person that came into my mind was Reverend Price. So many of you are familiar with the L.A. area. We used to, even as kids back in the 70s, I used to always hear Price talk about faith, faith, faith. And I used to be like, what does that mean when he's talking about faith? You know, we believed in our parents. Some of us believed in Santa Claus, the two theory. We believed in all kind of stuff. But when we start talking about faith and with what we're seeing now in the world and what is going on, many individuals are wavering in their faith. They don't know who to believe because we're being lied to. We don't know who to trust because we're being betrayed. Many individuals are becoming very angry. We're seeing a lot of divisions, a lot of blaming, a lot of things going on in politics. But what happened when it comes to your faith in your higher power? Your God. Now, when that, it doesn't matter what your religious preference is, whether you are Christian, Catholic, Jehovah Witness, Buddha, Buddhism, whatever. I tell individuals it's better to believe and stand for something in the fall for anything. So when we start talking about faith, and just faith in its definition is defined as a belief with a strong conviction. And when I say strong conviction, that means I believe it and I'm going to receive it. I have faith. I think about the, having the faith of a mustard seed. And when you think of a mustard seed being so small, just a little bit of faith can take you a very long way. And we're going to be talking about that today because i got some information that I do want to share with you guys. Now, also, faith is the assurance. You know, I tell individuals I would rather have assurance than insurance any day. Because when I got insurance, I got to pay on that policy. I got to make sure it, it got a, a certain amount of money or a certain amount of whatever because I'm insured, but when I'm assured, 
I know it's going to happen. So when we talk about faith, is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Because sometimes we want to say, well, i got to see it to believe it. Really? There's a lot of things that we don't see, but we still try to believe in. I remember my daughter teasing me because I, she said my family was worshiping mouthwash when we had this thing with Dr. Tisherman antiseptic, you know, he cured everything. And then I'm finding as I watch TV, listen to shows, listen to podcasts, there was a lot of people that had some other beliefs that's kind of interesting too besides mine with just Dr. Tishman and Antiseptic. They had other kind of gidgets and gadgets and stuff going on. So when we start talking about the conviction of things not seen, because without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and is the rewarder of those who seek him. So why are we, you know, I'm, I'm watching the news and I'm, I'm listening to them saying that, you know, they were going to get all the Americans out of Afghanistan and, and now they're mad, they want to point the finger, place the blame and do all of this stuff because they had faith in man. We put our faith in our husbands, our wives, our, you know, we want to believe these things, but man will fail you, but God won't. Now, when we also start talking about faith, I want to know, where do you stand? Are you wavering in your faith? Is there so much going on in your life? I mean, and I'm going to say I can't have faith in this dog on Get Your Gadgets because I still can't put the stuff out for the show because the dog up there is still down, though. It's like, really, Jeanette, really? So can't have faith in, in um, Apple. So that ain't working for me right now. So I'm about to put it out later. So when we start talking about these things, how do you walk in faith? It is important for Christianity or in Christianity, and it's necessary for what we call our salvation. There's also power in faith. Now, if you are in ministry, if you are in a leadership position, if you are one that is struggling in your faith, give me a call because I really want to hear from you because I want to know, what is your take on this? How are you getting through with all that you are dealing with, going through, experiencing? Because I'm going to tell you, it, it, it's more than a notion every day to try to get up in the morning and seeing all of this stuff that is going on in the world. And I'm not going to say I'm afraid because I'm not afraid of nothing that I can see, and I trust and I believe in God. So I'm not worried about that. I mentioned yesterday how we were, and I had my ex-husband on the air because he had called in, and we talked about because Mississippi, and something was said in regards to one of the, I think it was the governor, and let me grab my notes because I don't want to misquote anything, but he had said something about people said that they are less scared of COVID because they believe in internal life. So meaning that they weren't afraid to die because they knew where they were going. But do they really? Or do we just say that? Some of us say, or some of us will walk, we'll do talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. Meaning, what does that really mean when individuals, or for him to even have said that? It's really interesting. And I tell individuals, no, I ain't scared back, but I pay for my stuff, so I'm good to go, you know. And I know who's to say that the stuff will even still be there. Who knows? But by that same token, there is a qualification, and there's things that we got to do. Now, 
Today I'm going to be talking about some things, and I wrote it down. How can one keep their faith up even when life is difficult? Because that's when you know you're being tested. You know, I'm one that when I'm going through, I like to listen to gospel music. I like to reflect on things. And sometimes, well, people's past can hump the heck out of them. But by that same token, I go back to my roots. I was watching something on television before I came on the air, and it was crazy because I couldn't even find a remote control to even turn the dog on to mute the TV. I had to go get another room and grab another remote because I don't know what the heck I did with the remote in this room. But it was interesting because they were talking about African Americans, and they were talking about our culture, and they were sharing some things. And it made me realize why individuals kind of feel the way they do about us. It made me realize how people can want something because they don't understand where our faith comes from. They don't understand how we are survivors. They don't. And so we, when I start thinking about, you know, the drugs in the community, domestic violence and mental health and all these different things, you know, my mother used to say that the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. And I'm going to tell you, I did not know what that meant when she would say kill, steal, and destroy. And those are some of the tactics that people use to basically to let you know, why do you have faith? Why are you believing this? It's not going to happen. We're always going to have the naysayers. We're always going to have individuals that are negative. I was talking to a person the other day about depression, and I know depression is real. And I tell individuals, even as a therapist, it's one spirit I don't like to play with. I don't like to mess with. And I had the woman laughing on the phone. Didn't take her on as a client. But I had her laughing because I said, there's two things I know I could do as a therapist. I'm going to make you think, and I'm going to make you laugh. (laughs) And trust and believe, before my phone call was over with her, she was cracking up on that phone. She was laughing. She went from crying to laughing because I know, and I know I can do that, but I know that there's certain things that I don't play with and that I don't mess with, and I know how to stay in my lane. So we're going to be talking about how do you keep up your faith during difficult times, how to maintain your faith in a seemingly faithless world. Many individuals talk about they got faith. Many people talk about they believe, but do they really? Practicing your faith daily. We're going to be talking about that. Now, I have a caller calling in, so let me log her on because I've been wanting to hear her voice. How are you doing? I'm hanging now, in there, girl. How are you? Girl, you know what? I'm just glad you are. You know, I told um, one of my ex-husbands has been calling in on the show, and I was talking to him. And every time I talk to him and he say, I'm hanging in there, I always say, what do you mean by that? I think about a bat trying to hang upside down by trying to, to make it sway. But I'm glad you laughed. I'm trying to keep the faith like you're talking about and mm-hmm. hope. Faith Good. and hope is what you got to have. Otherwise, you know, it's just so. How are you doing I'm hanging in there. Like I said, I'm doing okay. I'm going to be having some surgery pretty soon. Uh, and um, I won't, I don't want to be too negative, so, because I'm not too thrilled with some of these doctors that don't agree. But, you know, every doctor practice is different. But um, 
I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm today. I'm just taking it easy, and I finally had a day where I can just. I'm feeling well enough to like call in and and you know listen and you know do some slight exercise and stuff. But I'm doing you know okay. I just have to have. I'm having a big surgery in Oct- October fourth, and um, mm-hmm. so um, which is a second sur- second complication not related to the first one you you know about mm-hmm. so um i'm not real thrilled about that but i won't have a and i'm left-handed so i won't have a hand for like eight weeks wow they have to re- they have to re- they have to replace the joints in my left hand mm-hmm. and well, from what you know- i understand is it's a not it's an it's a very uncomfortable and not it's a painful procedure but and I'm left-handed so it's going to be real but I'm you know having hope and faith that some of my people that I know are going to come and be able to help me with my kids and because I'm not going to be able to do too much for about the first two weeks I won't be able to do nothing Um, and then I'll have another six weeks after that six I think she said six weeks after that and I'm having a meeting with her because on the on, in a get a week because I was in such shock when she told me that I I forgot what she told me. Wow, and you know what? And, and that's thing though. A lot of individuals are going through so much stuff, and we want to believe that individuals are giving us accurate information. We want to trust that individuals have our best interests in mind. And I'm not saying that they do what they don't. It depends on, you know, and that's where prayer becomes so, you know, powerful. And you got to, you know, it, it's kind of like one of those things. I don't know why I was thinking about this today when I was watching the news and seeing all the stuff that I was seeing. You know, as a kid, we were giving fantasy stuff like Pinocchio. You know, we was taught little things about Disney and all of this stuff. I, I have a very strong discernment. And I tell people sometimes my discernment get me in trouble because, I really don't know if I really want to be knowing some of the things that I do know. And I tell, I had a person crack it up the other day. I said, I'm not Miss Cleo, so I ain't trying to be that. But by that same token, sometimes you get insight. Sometimes it, it, it helps to protect you. And I remember one time my pastor told me, he said, Jeanette, your discernment is for you. It's not for you to just be telling everybody, but it's for you. But I'd be thinking, if I don't say anything, am I making it worse for a person? or whatever the case may be. And sometimes it ain't my business to share. But I'm going to share something with you medically, because you know I was going through with the arthritis, with the lupus, with all of the stuff. Girl, I was in so much pain. One day my daughter then took me to um, Legoland, and I was in a wheelchair. I said, oh, no, honey, I am not going to be living like this. And I had to do some things. But then when my doctor finally got in touch with me, the first thing he said to me on the phone was, well, I can write you a prescription for Plaquenil. I said, no. He And I know he thought, well, is she being resistant? No, I'm not. But if I'm telling you about arthritis, why do you want to give me a medication for a Plaquenil that is normally used for to treat lupus? And even though I'm not talking about my lupus, I'm talking about my arthritis. And so he told me the medication is used to treat both. No, you're not giving me that medicine. Because then I'm going to start having problems with my organs, my kidney. No, I'm not doing that. Girl, since then, 
I had a person call me yesterday and was telling me about um, collagen. And when I started looking into it as she was speaking to me and speaking to my spirit and reading, it was like how this helps your joints, your 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 um your hair, your nails. I said, I can use me some collagens right about now. So sometimes you got to step out on faith and listen, but be careful with that. Let me log on the next caller. Well, I want to ask you about that collagen thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so are you doing it? You know what? I just ordered it from Costco, and I'm waiting on it to be delivered. I'm going to take it because it can help help with a whole lot of other stuff. But, see, but I remember, and I thank God for this doctor, my rheumatologist that I've had for over 20-some years. I thank God for him. But I don't even know if he's practicing medicine right now, and I need to follow up because I'm no longer within that health care plan. But it was Dr. K. And Dr. Howard K. used to work with Sharp, and he's been around for years, and I mean years, okay? And we would always talk every time I would go see him, but he never forced medication on me. And the one thing he told me that I believed, and that's how they say, a person that you can trust is a person that has nothing to gain and nothing to lose. And he told me people don't die from illnesses, they die from complications from medication. And because of that, I was always mindful of that. But this man, when I would go see him, he would always talk to me about mental health issues and always talk about schizophrenia, schizophrenia this, schizophrenia that, because he would pick my brain when I would go see him. And his wife was one that got killed in Poway, saving the rabbi when that shooter came into that church. And when I saw it on the news, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? This man would always talk to me about mental health and, you know, people's behavior and things of that nature because he knew I was a therapist. And his wife was killed. So, therefore, like I said, right now, I don't know if he's practicing anymore. I don't know if he's retired. But I do want to reach out to him just to check up on him just to make sure he's okay. So, mm-hmm. second opinion, don't just be ignorant about things or just be defiant about things, but know your body. And see, to me, it was a turnoff when as soon as I get on my video call with this doctor, the first thing he wanted to say is, I can give you a prescription for Plaquenil to reduce the inflammation. My inflammation gone. I took my last little prednisone pill today, and it was funny because I was so concerned about taking prednisone because I saw how one time back in the 80s, 70s, my auntie was sick and gained so much weight from prednisone, I didn't want that to happen to me. Girl, the funny part, I lost weight. I said, really? <laughs> That's why I don't operate in fear. I was like, I don't want to take no pills. I don't ever want to take no prednisone. But my inflammation got so bad, girl, my toes was pop locking, my fingers was going other way. I'm like, what in the world is this? But I'm connecting more with older women, learning more about my body, learning more about what I can and cannot do. I see you. And so that's helpful. Now, we got another caller on the line. Number okay, one, is there zero. something I want to tell you about that when you when you have to get the other caller on? Because I want to tell you something about that arthritis and a good thing you can try with your hands. 
and your feet. But go ahead. Girl, Facebook girl, I can make a fist now. Now, a couple about a month ago, I couldn't even make a fist. I couldn't do nothing. My fingers, yeah, I was in pain. I, could, I was dropping stuff. I said, oh, no. Uh-uh. I ain't never okay. like this. Well, you know what? I can't do that on my left hand at all, but you know what? The medicine they put me on for the pain, which does help, is gabapentin. I've heard of that, too. but mm. <laughs> And it actually does work. I'm not taking mm-hmm. a steroid, but the collagen is good. But I'm going to tell you what one of my doctors recommended, and I didn't think about this because I used to use heat, and I used to use the, I used the Detora and the cream and the defreeze mm-hmm. and all that, is mm-hmm. do you remember when they used to do Parafon Wax? I don't really remember that. Okay. Well, when you go to pedicure or manicure, yeah, you used to yeah. be able to do what's called I, I, Parafon I, I, Wax. I thought that's where you were going with that. But when I would go to get my nails and stuff done, I don't. I just they just clip my nails, do my cuticles. I don't do the fake nails and all that. Well, no, so, I yeah. don't do that either. But I'm saying, if you have the, if you get the box, you can order on Amazon, and you can order the mm-hmm. paraffin wax. You can actually put it in the bath. You can put it in your for your feet in the tub for your, you know, like a little bucket for mm-hmm. your feet and your hands. It's a lot of work, but it does work. When you put your hands in the wax, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I've heard you do it before. for like three days in a row, mm-hmm. my hands finally were straighten, straightening out. But my joints still need to be replaced. She, I, they did the I, X-ray and they did the scan, and yeah, three of my fingers have to be the joint. They have to replace the joint. Mm. Yeah, they did do X-rays when I went to Kaiser. Okay, let me um, see what the caller got to say. I hear you. I saw your text. What do you think about keeping the faith? Because I'm still sending information out. So I don't want to say your name because I don't know if you want people to know your name. But how you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? We're doing well. When you hear the term keep the faith, what comes to your mind? Because you and I have been talking. You know what's so interesting? I'm going to tell you what's so funny. I started to see you a text. I've been cleaning up my house and going through some things because, you know, I've moved from offices. I found something with your name on it, and I'm going to send you a picture of it. <laughs> what is it, that I owed you some money? <laughs> you know what, though? It went that way. I said, really? It was one of the days that I met you. I saw it. I said, you got to be kidding me. And it was dated seven years ago. Wow. And I found the piece of all the pieces of paper, I found that one. Of seven years ago. So what comes to your mind thank you. What comes to your mind when you think about keeping the faith? Just holding on pretty much, keeping your patience, not trying to lose control. Like right now, um it's been like over a month since my fiance and my kids left, and I was going through that. Found out what she was doing, just going through it, and then now I caught COVID. Now I'm going through this. Now I can't see my kids a little longer. She ain't letting them FaceTime video with me or anything like that. No contact whatsoever, and it's hard, you know. Just honestly, if it wasn't for you, Jeanette, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. You know what? And it's so funny because I know you'd be surprised. It's like, I met this woman. 
I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I called her late at night. I texted her throughout the day. She responded, and I wasn't expecting all of that. <laughs> no, I, I knew I knew from the day you broke me in, I was going to hunt you down forever. <laughs> <laughs> with no money, money, I was coming with something. <laughs> you know what? And I, you know what? I use you as I use you as my 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 uh, I don't want to call it my prodigy, but you know when people say because you know in programs they got this thing that if a person gets a certain amount of money behind or payments behind, they kick them out, terminate them, send them to court. And I never did that to you, but you had the most outstanding balance I had ever seen in my life, <laughs> and you made sure. You paid that money. No matter what you, you was like, Jeanette, trust me. Jeanette, I'm not going to forget about you. Jeanette, I'm, you made sure, and that's why I tell individuals, I don't mistreat individuals, I, you know, but I am so proud of you. I am very, very proud of you. But you, you are one that you were. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so hilarious. And you just kept on, kept on. I think I had your file for about a year. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish this program. I'm going to complete this. I'm going to give this woman her money. <laughs> I ain't going back. I ain't going back. <laughs> you did that. You definitely, you definitely did that. You definitely did that. So, okay, um, other caller, Miss, what was, your, what, what was your question that you wanted to ask or you wanted to say? Because I'm still posting this stuff on Facebook. You talking to me? I'm talking to you because I said Miss. I forgot the oh. name you wanted me to say. I think it was Christina. But um, yeah, Christina. Yeah, okay. but what, what were you saying? I was saying to you about you the collagen. Since you had a question or something before with the other caller, you had a question. Oh, about the collagen because interesting enough, somebody was telling me to take to this collagen. You know these powder powder. You know, collagen powder drinks, and mm-hmm. you scoop it to do it two or three times a day, and it's supposed to help your skin, but it's supposed to also help, you know, with your arthritis or your pain mm-hmm. and your, all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to be faithful about using the collagen and mm-hmm. using the cream on my face for the collagen, and within the last two years, you know, everything that's gone on, I've been like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go back to doing what that, that collagen. So it's interesting you said the collagen because somebody mentioned that to me the other day, last week. So I started pumping myself and I put myself notes up and I drink my collagen. In fact, I just finished drinking it. I drink a collagen shake with two big scoops in it. I just fill it with water and it's unflavored and I got it at Sprouts. And, you know, um, there's two different kinds. Uh, my girlfriend does the keto one, but I mm. like the one at Sprout better because it has more other other things in it besides the keto one. Mm. So I tried her keto one. I said, I'll just mix them together. I don't care. And, uh, you know, then uh, it is just amazing that there's so many things that are not prescription that really help you versus but, but, I mean, I didn't want to take – I was in so much pain, you know, like you were talking about the pain and talking about your arthritis. 
but the collagen, I mean, help, but the gabapentin is not a feed, so I, I feel okay taking it, and it does uh-huh. help, you know, so, um, and it's meant, I mean, I research it, like you're saying, you look it up and research it. I said, I uh-huh. have faith. A lot of people are losing faith in doctors, and I, after some things with my other diagnosis that they gave me, and then the other problem that they and then somebody said, oh, we made a mistake. I said, excuse me? Mm-hmm. You made a what? You made a mistake? Okay. You know what? I don't do well with there, mistakes. There, there you go right there. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times, and a lot of people are losing faith in doctors. People are losing faith in politicians. People are losing faith in their parents. People are losing faith in a lot of things because, because we're being deceived. We're being lied to. It kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. I was talking about my uh, having a, a very strong discernment, and I was um, talking about how, you know, we believe that things. I wish that they could just be like Pinocchio. Just as soon as they tell a lie, their nose just grow. So you know. You know what? I don't know if I trust you because you don't seem like you're being very honest. And even in the medicine world, in the field, you know, when we start talking about people getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies, that's a billion-dollar industry. There's a lot of money in that. And so we don't know whether we can trust these things, even when we start talking about vaccination. You know, people, if you're vaccinated, if you're unvaccinated, getting on that bandwagon, and some individuals had the faith, and they thought, well, I'm going to trust the government. I'm going to trust these individuals, and yet people are still dying. You know, even when we start talking about buying our food, the stuff that we drink, the stuff that we don't know. We really don't know. But when you start talking about trusting God, God will never leave you nor forsaken you. So, therefore, we sometimes put our faith in the wrong people and in the wrong thing. Some people have faith that if I go get high, I'm going to feel better. Or if I go get a drink, I'm going to feel better. No, that's not going to change your situation. But the lies, the betrayal, the anger, the division, you know, the blame, we, we gotta we got to do better. We got to do better. And like I said, yeah. it goes to having that assurance versus having insurance. Um, I'm calling you Mr. G. What was you about to say, Mr. G? I agree with you. Now, when we go into what does it mean to keep the faith and how do we keep how can somebody keep what they never had? It goes back to Miss um, Christine, when you said something about um, you was going into not the wavering of the faith, but you had mentioned something about not only like I said with the doctors and all of that stuff, but talking about the faith. I'm a, I'm gonna say this, and like I said, and this is something that I'm looking at. What does it mean to keep the faith? You first gotta get it in order to keep it, so then you gotta maintain it. And sometimes when we try to get it and we want to keep it, people will try to deter you from that. Why do you believe this? Why do you think this? Why do you? And, and this has nothing to do with your core belief system. It really don't when we start talking about keeping your faith. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's just a definition, and it says to continue. It says, what does it mean to keep the faith? To continue to believe in, to trust or support someone, something, when it's been difficult to do so. Right now, it is really difficult for some individuals to keep the faith, or we got faith in the wrong thing and the wrong people. 
So that is very important to know. Also, I found something, and it talks about, and the question was, what does Jesus say about faith? Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen, and without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe in that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. So that is a very interesting way of looking at things because we're looking at the promises. We're looking at, you know, how do we keep faith during troubled times in our life? Like you say, Miss Christy, you're going through some things. You are experiencing some things. You've been going through some things for a while, but you've been holding on. What's been keeping you to hold on? Because I'm going to say this. Sometimes when we're going through something, if we don't, to do it in a healthy way, it will impact our body. It, it really will. So when this lady was telling me about collagen and all that, I'm like, you know what? I can get my skin back together. I can get my hair back together. I can, you know what? That's my, it got anti-aging stuff. And I told her I had a crack in up. I said, you know what? They say black don't crack. And I'm glad the women in my family age gracefully, but, but I do need to work on some things, you know, but I ain't going to take it the best of me. So what is your take on that? when we talk about or what have you been doing to keep your faith? Because you've been through the death of your husband, dealing with your kids, now dealing with your health. How are you maintaining it? Well, I just, I, I trying to take care of myself when I can't, you know, when anytime I have any downtime, I take care of myself, whether it's meditating or, um, you know, going to church um, exercising, um, you know, or just trying to t- tell myself, you know, okay, to get positive, don't don't get negative, you know, um, just you know, reading, meditating, um, you know, researching stuff, and just trying to tell myself, you know, I mean, I think if it wasn't for my kids, I don't know how I'd feel. I mean, because I know they need me, mm-hmm. and you know. I have to be there for them. I do get worried and stressed. I mean, I cry a lot, you know, but I think it's good to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been recently joining a grief share group. Um, okay. That's what it's called griefshare.org. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that down. You I know met, what? Send me that I link met, because I've been dealing with a lot of I, clients I that met, are dealing with grief. Okay, because I met people in the grief group. It's a, pardon me? You said it's griefshare.org? Yeah, I can text it to you. It's griefshare.org. And um, I actually found it through one of the churches that I started going to that has a special needs program. So my kids, especially my daughter, likes to go. It's only for an hour, hour and a half. But at least I get to go. It's not far from my house. It's a Christian church. I like it. Um, and they had a couple programs for, like, divorce care or grief mm-hmm. care. And there's people on there. There's actually a lady that when we did it, we do it on Zoom. And we mm-hmm. have a workbook that we do. So, and it's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's Bible-based. And it's, um, you know, so it's, and it's faith-based or whatever. So, you know, like... Um, you know, for example, it says your grief is unique, okay? Something is wrong if you don't express yeah. your grief in the same yeah. way others do. 
Is, is that a right way or a wrong way, okay? God's mm-hmm. message is the king has overcome emotions. He's went up to the room over the gateway and burst into tears and mm-hmm. went and he cried, oh, my God. Uh, if only I had the died instead of you. That's the Samuel mm-hmm. 8.3. So, you know, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a really good book, but you have to answer some questions about what, like, you read a story and it'll say, what did David do in the midst of his grief? You know, he was talking about how he did this and he did that. He did, you know, and then, you know, pretend like it's not there, you know. Or pain, what kind of physical problems do you have? You have pain in your hands. I have pain in my legs. I feel sad. I feel angry. But I tell myself, okay, you can get through this. You can get through right. this. Hey, okay? There you go right there. I'm going to stop you right there. I can get through this. You know what I'm hearing you say? And you know I've been knowing you for a long time. And you and I know how mm-hmm. we met. <laughs> right. And I remember when I, I don't think I was doing radio when I first met you. I don't think I was. The radio came out. I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I know you were. I, I don't know I, I, maybe, I don't think I, don't, I was doing radio. No, 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 no. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Because you met me when I went to the office in Oceanside, and I was already doing radio when I was in the old office. So I was doing radio. Oh, that's but right. You, no, that's right. You were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wasn't joining in. I don't think you knew I was doing it, but you wasn't joining in. But I remember when I was doing the show from the pulpit to the couch and Pastor Dan Estelle was on with me and you would call in and pick his brain because you were trying to figure some things out. You wasn't where you are now. You've changed your walk. You've changed your talk and how you do things. I'm sitting there like, I couldn't have dared talk to that woman about something like this before because she was so not there. You wasn't ready. Now you ready. And it's just amazing how I'm listening to what you're saying as long as I've been knowing you years ago. You you brought to me. I remember one time my uh, sister said that I was an atheist, and they didn't even know I was, I was no atheist. You know, but you have changed. And it's crazy because well, now that you... Uh, I th- yeah, I think, you know, like I said, the grief thing, I don't think year, a few years ago, I never went through the grief, you know, and I'm just now going through it. And it's not comfortable, but you have to get out of your box, okay? And you got to go through it because otherwise you stay in that little hole where, you know. You like, And um, as much as I didn't want to give up on some things, I finally just said I have to give up. I have to let go. Well, but not only that, not only that, because you know what, as you're talking, it's like I can see Tony in my head. But you knew he was about to go through before he even came home. You knew that. You, But you right. didn't know what it was going to be like for you. It changed you. It changed your faith. It changed your belief. It changed your walk. It changed a whole lot of stuff in you. Because you know you and I, we've had some conversations about this because your main thing was at first you didn't want him to die where he was. And right. your faith, your belief, and your guidance got him home. He did not right. die there. He did not die there. 
but you didn't understand what it was going to be for him to transition and what that was going to be like for you for the rest of your life. And see, back then you was healthy, you was vibrant, you was doing all of these things, and now when we start talking about having faith during troubled times, now you're having troubled times because you wasn't expecting all of this stuff you're going through now. So things have changed. No, because I was, I think it's because, um, you know, a lot of times you stay strong for other people. You know how people have always said, oh, she's such a strong mm-hmm. person. Well, you know, not I'm not as strong as some people think. I am, but I just don't show you the side that's not strong, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finally, you know, trying to, you know, do a different way, you know, and and be a certain way. And then I, And also... I've eliminated people out of my life that are negative. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of you know, and people, I'm always giving, 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 and they're taking, oh, you know. taking, taking. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing that. I said, okay, okay, I have my, I have to take care of me. I have to get me, and I don't know. I mean, I have to. If I don't have faith, I mean, like I said, if it wasn't. To me, some days, even with my, with my kids, and as much as I have to, you know, all my issues with my kids, okay, my daughter's doing great. My son is having some real problems, but I just, I had to make a decision, and I don't know if it'll happen, because I had to tell, I had to request a group a placement, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, which I don't know if it's going to happen, but I know that. I can't do and keep doing what I'm doing or I'm going to keep destroying myself and my health and everything else. This this is the thing. Talk about that. We can talk about that off the air. Make a decision that you can live live with and trust God. Put your trust in God. I want to give the listeners some information because I know we only got like 17 minutes left on the show. And if you want to call in, if you want to share, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want to hear what you got to say when it comes to your how to keep your faith. Now, I'm looking at an article, and it, it was written by a person by the name of Daniel. Okay, thank you for the information. Um, written by Daniel Darwin, and he basically talks about how to keep your faith during when life is difficult, because that's what's happening right now. Life is becoming very difficult for a lot of individuals. And one of the things he talks about is the most in are those who chose love regardless of their circumstances. What gives individuals the ability to love when others fail? You know, I've had individuals ask me, you know, would you ever get married again? Yeah, I would. But I would just make sure I'm marrying the right person. I would make sure that God is involved and ain't something that Jeanette wanna do. I would make sure that I didn't do things the way that I did it before because I have not in man, but I have faith in God. Now faith is a decision to love no matter the circumstances. And the more you choose love, the greater your faith will grow. Now this is some of the things that they talk about. He talks about it's easy to lose hope. In an upside-down world that's full of poverty, that was full of confusion, discord, but, and pain. But when you love under these conditions or when you keep your faith, 
these are some of the things that can happen and how it, what individuals, and he talks about here are five ways to keep faith when it seems impossible. First thing he said is pray. you got to pray. Ask God, the universe, or whatever higher force you believe in for the strength. The strength. And, that, and that's a lot. But you've got to keep an open dialogue for the source of love to guide you through the difficult time. When I was, before I did the show, I was watching some things on TV, and I was talking about, and I wrote some things down, even with prayer, and it's funny how I, how this came up with, in, in this article. But pray to, that God protect us from this evil, this that's going on. Pray that God, to God to take care of our children, because our children are going back to school. As a matter of fact, i got to call my daughter when I get off the air to find out how my grandson's first day of school was because he had to be quarantined. Because I couldn't imagine being a parent, sending my child to kindergarten, and then the first day of school he gets exposed to COVID and got to be quarantined for two weeks with a five-year-old. My grandson was going great. Thank God he tested negative twice. But by that same token, parents are going through this. These kids are getting sent off from school. These kids, first it was, I don't want my child wearing a mask. I don't want my child. I want my child to go back to school. Now they're going to school and they're getting in the hospitals are full. Lord, please protect our children. Take care of our children. Heal our land and renew our mind. Those are some of the things that we need to pray or, or pray about. And just basically stand on it. Another thing they talk about is be generous to others. Sometimes the greatest strength we can give or we receive comes from helping and need. I don't have a problem with doing that. You know, some people think we're well, selfish. No, I'm not. If I have friends or if I know people that need something or whatever the case may be, I don't mind sharing what I have. Let us fall on the rain. I do not mind. Now, don't think you're going to manipulate me or don't think you're going to take advantage of me because the problem is if that's the case, you're going to pay for that. It ain't going to come from me. <laughs> so, and that was the thing, too, Miss Christine, is you were very, you were too generous. You would give, 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 but you knew what you were doing, and I told you that. But by that same token, sometimes when you're too generous, people think that they can take advantage of you. And then sometimes, be like the old saying, go, you could pay, you could buy and get rid of a whole lot of friends for $20 because they're going to pay you $20 back, so you ain't got to worry about them. But being generous. Another thing they talk about is get inspired. Let inspiration help you stay connected through faith. When you're feeling hopeless or when you start feeling down, like I said, I'll go and I'll listen to gospel music. I'll watch a good movie. I'll do something to make me laugh. I'll do something to keep me inspired and keep me going. Now, last week I wasn't on the air because I had a lot of things going on in life and trying to get this house organized and I was babysitting, writer, and all of that. But we do have to be and stay inspired and encourage one another. We have to encourage any individual to let them know, I know you're going through, but you know what? I got you. God's got you. Remind people of that. And surround yourself with people you admire. Meaning, when we start talking about admire, I mean, that don't mean you put them on a pedestal. That don't mean you, you join these, like I said, the two callers on the air, I appreciate you guys because you guys inspire me, you encourage me, you motivate me, and both of y'all bring me food. <laughs> yeah. 
appreciate that. <laughs> so, but the thing is, when we spend time with individuals that we know care about us, that can help us get through some hard times in our life. And it also indicates about get the ball rolling first thing in the morning. Even when you don't want to get up, even when your faith is wavering, push yourself. Just push yourself. Now, I'm going to ask you, Mr. G, what do you think about some of the things that I just indicated from this article as it talked about how to keep your faith up even when life gets difficult? Because you know we bump here sometimes, but you've always been respectful towards me. Mm, the truth hurts, like you said. We bump heads sometimes. Sometimes I don't agree with what you say, even though it's right, because I want to go the other route. But got to keep your cool, kill them with kindness, mm-hmm. and just keep on going. Like, honestly, I don't even know where I'd be with this situation right now. I wasn't talking to you and giving me the steps you were giving me, and cause I already have a lot of people to talk to, so. That's very hard, too, you know, and um, I just want to show everyone that I'm better, you know? Yeah, and you are. You've come a long way, a very long way. You know, and you know what? You know, and I don't always agree you know, with you. You know we bump heads, but I always say, and I'm telling you now because I never said it to you before, even when we bump heads, you're still respectful. Even always. when you you have a way of coming back and saying, you know what, Jeanette? I and, and 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 that's good because that's growth. I've seen both of you grow grow over the years, and it's so not about me. It's it's so not about me. You know, I had a lady on the air yesterday, and she was talking about how when we were at the repast of her baby's father's funeral, and when she shared something with me, and she said, "Jeanette, I don't want to drink. You know, my my kids don't want me drinking because they don't want me acting up." And I made sure that woman, if she would have had a drink, I would have knocked it out of her hand. <laughs> yeah. And she, she was cracking up. And when she was on the air yesterday, she was talking about how she was sitting in church and was telling her kids, Jeanette was on me. Jeanette was everything. When that woman got up and walked across, I'm like, where you going? What you think you're doing? She didn't know me like that. But if you ask me to do something like that, oh, I got you. I'm going to make sure you don't drink. Because I didn't want her to come out of character because I knew she was grieving. I knew she was going through something because we had been knowing that name for years. And to just, when you're dealing with these emotions and you're dealing with these life tragedies and you're dealing with, you know, like people going through the hurricane, people going through COVID, people, this stuff is touching individuals. And you're like, where is my God? If I believe you, yeah, I'm worshiping you, I'm faithful, I'm... Why do I got to go through this? But it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. Yeah, like when I went at... out for my birthday, when I went out for my birthday, I didn't want to drink because I knew what I was going through and I didn't know how I was going to act, so I didn't even drink. Good, good. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's posted on Psychology Today, and it says 11 reasons how to explain, oh, this something else, this something else, Ugh. How about this? I'm going to go back to first grade behavior. Because you know what? With faith, that could be first grade too. That's the wrong article. Oh, just got to hire you coming along with Reggie and your kids. <laughs> Boy, I got the faith that all my old exes just be coming back really, <laughs> really, really. I'll call you back later. I'll call you back later. Okay. So how does the Bible define faith? Is one of the things that we talked about. Faith is the fuel for Christian life. In being a believer, 
you better have some faith. you got to have some faith. Faith is defined, as I said earlier, as a belief with a strong conviction, a firm belief in something for which there may be no tangible proof, meaning I can't prove it, but I know it's going to happen. And is a complete trust, confidence, reliance, or devotion. Faith is the opposite of doubt. Ain't nobody got time to be doubting anything or wavering or, you know what, you got to stand strong. And faith is the means by which believers come to God and put their trust in him for salvation. Faith provides believers with the faith needed to believe in him, for it is by grace that you have been saved. Through faith, and it is not from yourself. That's why I tell individuals, yeah, I've done a lot. I've been doing therapy for over 20 years. I'm the owner of two outpatient counseling centers with five locations. I take time out of my day to do this. When my son came here yesterday, the first thing he said was, Mom, you got your rooms, your office set up like a studio in an office. Yes, I do. Because I do a lot in this room. But it beats me having to be back and forth on that freeway like I used to be driving a 1,000 miles a week. So, and I, I have faith in God because he's going to get me through it. Like they say, if he can bring you through it, he can bring you through it. I, just yesterday I was sharing, I found an email that my mother had sent me 20 years ago. And my mother was a woman that did not mince her words. And I had said something, but she had said something negative to me, Mr. G. And she said something that was so negative, and, I, and I'm on Facebook. I found an email, email dated in 2001. And she, I had said something to her when I was telling her about herself, and I said, with God, motivation, and determination, I'm a making That was when my lupus was at its worst in 2001. And when I said that to her, I didn't realize years later in a book that I had co-authored in The Making of a Successful Businesswoman, and my chapter was entitled, with God, motivation, and determination, there are no limits. I took the email that she gave me and put it in this book because it was confirmation 20 years later that I didn't even realize until yesterday. Now, if I would have believed in what my mother said about me, and the one thing my mother had said was stop trying to be somebody you are not. And I was like, I am God has designed me to be. And over the past 20 years, I have made so much progress and growth and becoming a woman and becoming a leader and becoming a businesswoman. And I owe that all to God because I couldn't give my mother all of that credit because my mother would have broke me down. She would have stopped me from doing what God had intended for me to do. Now, God provides, like I said, believers the faith needed to believe in him for it is by his grace you've been saved through faith, and it's not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by work, so that one can boast. And that's in Ephesians 2, chapter 8 9. The entire Christian life is lived out through the foundation of faith, and that's in Romans 1, 17, and Galatians 2, 20. Again, when we start talking about faith, you ain't going to always see things, but you still got to believe it. So what do we hope for? We hope that God is trustworthy because we know that man ain't. We know that people will deceive us, people will fail us. We can be sure that his promises of salvation, eternal life, and a resurrection body of ours someday will be based 
or who God is. Now, the second part of the definition acknowledges our problem. God is invisible. We can't see heaven either. External, which begins with our individual salvation here on earth, is also something that we do not see. You know, I like science, but I don't understand science. When we start talking about the world, you don't feel the world spinning around, 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 but if you go and you look, it's supposed to be. So when we start talking about this, again, we can count on scientific tangible proof, but on the absolute reliability of God's character. Now, that's important to note is the character. Where do we learn about his character, the character of God? We have to have faith in him. You know, when I was putting my house back together, and Mr. G, I was finding so much stuff. I found so many Bibles. I've got like one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight Bibles sitting up here in my bookshelf. It is ridiculous. And one of the things I had bought for my granddaughter, it was the quest for a study Bible for teens. And it has a lot of questions. And now when I'm sitting in my little room, I'm going to be going through some of these questions. But why we need faith? The Bible is Christianity's instructions book. Not only tells the follower who to have faith in, but why we should have faith in him. In our day-to-day lives, Christians are assailed on every side by doubt. Doubt was the dirty secrets of the Apostle Thomas, who had traveled with Jesus for three years, listening to him every day, observing his actions, even watching him raise people from the dead. But when it came to Christ's resurrection, Thomas demanded that he feel proof, meaning prove it to me, show me. But by faith through God's grace, Christians are forgiven, we receive the gifts of salvation, our faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. By trusting the holy in God through faith in Jesus Christ, believers are saved from God's judgment of sin and its consequences. And finally, by God's grace, we go up to all the heroes to become faith and following the Lord in, into ever greater adventures of faith. Now, I'm looking at something and it says how to get faith. Because you know what, um, Christina, a lot of people don't even have it. How do you get it? It indicates, sadly, one of the greatest misconceptions of Christian life is that we can create faith on our own and we can't. Soak up the faith by doing the Christian walk, by praying more, by reading the Bible more, in other words, by doing, 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 doing. But Scripture says that is not how we get it. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It's a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. So we want to make sure that we know that because the man knows but he had enough sense to turn to the right place to go to hell. A lot of times we talk about even in politics, they always talk about Christ and Jesus and God. Well, do they really even believe that? You know, it, it's It's crazy. So I want to ask you, because I know we only have less than a minute left with this topic, Eat the Faith. So I'm going to ask you, Christina, what do you want the listeners Mm -hmm. to know to help them to keep their faith? If you could give them any advice, anything based on what you've been through, because you know you've been through a lot, what would you tell them? Well, just have to keep praying and hoping. I mean, I I say faith, but you pray about it and talk to, I talk to God and talk, I talk to myself I talk to God and I just keep going and keep going and 
what I'm working on now, which is an interesting thing that I'm kind of stuck with, is is uh, with I made I have to make a list of what type of things do you find comforting. List as many things as you can. So if you can sit down and try to list things that'll make you comfortable, because you know you can go eat a gallon of ice cream or go drink a fifth of vodka. You're going to feel comfortable at the time, but then afterwards you're going to feel sick. So you need to write down some things that will make you feel comfortable is what I'm trying to do and make that makes me want to keep going and be have faith, you know, because if I don't want to turn to the wrong thing and I don't want to be around, like you said, negative people, um, you're better off just being by yourself and, reading the Bible or and listening to meditation music and getting enough sleep. You know, I've made sure I'm getting enough sleep. Or like when you mentioned about watching a movie, mm-hmm. on Sunday I was kind of like, okay, and I for some reason couldn't sleep. Right now I think it was, sat- it was Saturday. And I found this channel and it had these movies. And it was like, are you kidding me? This is on and I'm watching this? I mean, it's like... But it was a comedy, so it it lifted my spirit, you know, always and forever. And then the other one was a piece of cake, and I'm thinking a piece of cake. And when I saw the name of the movie, it really triggered something because, you know, and that and things will happen like that because I remember when the doctor came out after the surgery and said about my husband, oh, it was a piece of cake. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what's this movie? Wow, girl, that's confirmation. Confirmation. So, but you know and what? It's not up there when the confirmation hits. I stayed up and I watched the movie. I just watched the other one. And it helped me relax. And I and I laughed. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, they're crazy. You know, they did do this. And I'm thinking, oh. But, I mean, at the same time, I was sad because I'd lost. Like, the other caller is talking about losing up someone else and his kids. You lose that. You have that sense of loss. It's not. That's not something that is going to go away. But you just have to try to figure out how to find peace with it. There you go. There you go. Finding that peace, keeping the faith. Okay, Mr. G. What do you want the listeners to know as it relates to keep the faith? What word of encouragement, wisdom can you share with them? that's been helping you get through finding your faith, maintaining your faith, keeping your faith? Even though at the moment you can't find it or you don't see it, just hold on, have patience, and it'll come around, you know. God gives those who are patient good things, you know. And I do believe believe God takes away good things in life to give you better things in return. You just got to be patient. And hold on, you know, if you have any problems, Hit Jeanette's line, you know, and why she's here. No? I've been hitting Jeanette's line for 10 years now. That's about it. Just hold on. Just hold on. Sometimes it's yeah. better to be alone because you figure out yourself. You, you know what, Mr. G, when you, when you said that, I think I thought that they say, hold on, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Hold on. Just hold on. And a lot of times individuals want to give up. They, they just, don't, but don't give up. Don't give up, don't give up. you got to know when to let some things go. That's where some individuals times they get confused. Because I'm not talking about if you're in a toxic relationship. 
I'm not talking about if you're being abused, if you're being neglected, and you don't want to let those things go. No. When you know better, you do better. That's so not what we're talking about. Because sometimes we hold on, we believe, we put our faith, we put all that in the wrong people, the wrong thing. So please don't get it twisted. Because that's not what we're talking about. All right, Mr. G, what else you got to say? I love you, Jeanette. Thank you for everything. And then the other caller, you had some very helpful things, too. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. And uh, I know that I can feel your pain because I, I'm there and I've been there. So, And I'm still there and I go in and out of it. So I understand. And, I mean, I don't understand exactly what you're going through, but I understand that. And it's hard for anybody else to really understand that they're walking in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. So mm-hmm. people give a lot of advice, and I just listen, and I just kind of like, okay, okay. Uh, I, you know, do this, do that, do this. I'm going to do, you know, so especially when I'm quiet, because Jeanette knows I'm not usually quiet, and people call me up and say, why, you, why, aren't you, why haven't I heard from you? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just working on things, that's all. You know, just sometimes, like you said, just work with yourself and keep yourself because, you know, um, and find somebody that keeps you, lifts your spirits and be around and that you can feel comfortable with talking. But, um, and I don't know, I'm in me, like I said, it was the grief. I think that I've finally realized that I've never gone through the grief. And now I'm going through it. And it's yeah. horrible. I don't like and, it. And you know what? And, and that's true. That, that's true. And, you know, and, and this is the thing. And that's why I thank God and I, I'm obedient. Because you guys didn't know really what I was going to talk about today. I just put this show out almost 20 minutes before I went on air. Because I try to make sure that it's something that individuals, that I do my best to be obedient with that. And you two are being so authentic. It's just giving me chills because this is not fake, not fake. You're not making stuff up. You two are talking about real-life issues that I know because I know you both. And you two have never even talked to each other before because don't even know each other. But that is the power when we talk about keeping the faith and believing, and that's what gives me the strength. You guys and God give me the strength to keep doing what I'm doing, talking about what I'm talking about. This stuff is real. It ain't nothing to play with. It is no joke. It is no joke. But you've got to know when to turn it over. You've got to know when to go get some help. Do this by yourself. So I want to read this, and then I'm going to let you guys go, because I know we went over our time. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean out on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And that's in Proverbs 5 and 6. Don't lean on your own understanding. I let the Holy Spirit use me in order to be able to help you guys. Because some of this stuff, Jeanette just wouldn't know off the top of her head. Some of this stuff, but you guys know when you need me, I'm there. You know when I, and my main thing was, because see, my mother died at 59. My goal is to outlive 59. I don't care what's going on. I'll be like, Lord, take me. You, I ain't going to say I'm going to go, but as long as I'm older than 59. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm going to prove to that woman I ain't going out until I'm past 59. (laughs) (laughs) So keep doing what you're doing. If you're doing the right thing, if you're being obedient, and if you're walking the walk and doing the talk, do it. But if you know your house is not in order and you walk around here cat raggedy and you got some stuff you need to take care of, never too late to repent, turn your life over, to start believing. Because watching all of this stuff, I got rid of regular TV, and now I've been down streaming. What if I download whatever you do, streaming, and i got to keep watching the same stuff over and over and over again. And now the president, Biden, is making his remarks on ending America's longest war. They been said they was going to end that. They been said they was going to make no people home. But now that they didn't do it, now people want to get mad and want to point the finger and be like, we got to stop that. We really got to stop that. That is so not godly. So not godly. And when we know better, we can do better. But we got to keep the faith. Continue to pray. Don't just go to the God with a menu and tell them or, or receive them the stuff you want. Sometimes you got to pray for other people too. But like I said, I'm going to repeat the things that I indicated earlier when I was talking about that we really, really, we really, 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 I believe we really, really, really need to focus on with this is because there's power in faith. Take care of our children. Protect our children. Heal our land and renew our mind. And, again, I want to thank you for joining me here at Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, say we're saved by grace. You got this. And I, I sent you that link. I saw it. I saw it. I, saw it. I got it. Okay. Anything else you All guys right. want to say to get off the air? Because I don't got a 1 o'clock appointment. <laughs> I got to no. get ready to go back to see these clients. Anything else? Thank you for being there, Jeanette. Thank you for being there because you have been an awesome part of my life. And I want you to always be in my life. You are such a positive inspiration. Girl, I will never forget. I never forget what we met. When I got when I opened up that envelope and I saw your number and I called you and I heard you, I said, No wonder why they did this to me. They tried to trick me. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me a woman that they knew wasn't gonna get along with nobody. They knew this was <laughs> And what did I tell you? I said, I'll take the case, I got you. And we've been getting in trouble every <laughs> Yeah, we well. make this every since because they didn't know what they was messing with. <laughs> and now good. I'm seeing the manifestation because I'm seeing how God has turned out and showed up in your life and you wasn't there. And I'm just hearing it now because as you were talking to me, I remember calling you the first night I talked to you. I remember when I called you. Where they yep. sent me a packet before they even told me anything about you. They tried to sneak you on my case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they lived to regret that, didn't they? Pretty much. Hey, wait, wait, wait. And they started coming after me after they came after you. people tried to destroy my life. <laughs> but at least they're gone. The devil, the devil took them. Girl, what did I say? Protect us from evil. That was pure D evil. Because you know I'm a professional with the entire 
entire time I stayed professional with you, they could not figure it out. They could not. And I didn't even know your history was people. But they dragged me in this mess. And, and you know, and Mr. G, you know how I am when it comes to stuff like that. I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. Yes. I'm going to be a higher of God, and I ain't getting in trouble like that. Mm-mm. Anything else you want to say, Mr. G, before we go off the air? No, Jeanette, just thank you for everything. And, um, Thank you for everything. We'll continue talking. I'm not done with you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I'm going to tell you, I pray for y'all. Y'all pray for me. Give me the strength to keep doing what I'm doing. So, talk to you next week. Let's get ready for Monday. I figure we're going to talk about on Monday because there's so much stuff going on. We can try to educate, encourage, and empower individuals. So, again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Law Talk Radio. You can share the information. Know somebody that needs Somebody that can hear this that's going through, that's why we're here. Until then, take care. Stay safe. Stay safe. Remember, COVID is real. It's a joke. People are sick. People are dying. We got to take care of ourselves because we got to do better. Bye-bye.